lessons from the valley. What can we learn when we find ourselves in a valley situation or in a season where things seem to be going crazy? Amen. For lack of a better word. I'm going to be reading to you now from um, the Message Translation Bible. So it's going to sound very different to yours. So you can just follow with me. Amen. And this is what it says. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1. It says, God grabbed me. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain stewed with bones. He led me around and among them a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones, bleached by the sun. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, master God, only you know that. And he said to me, prophesy over these bones, dry bones. Listen to the message of God. God, the master, told the dry bones, watch this. I'll bring the breath of life to you and you will come to life. I'll attach sinew to you, put meat on your bones, cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I am God. Verse 7, I prophesied just as I had been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a rustling. The bones moved and came together bone to bone. And I kept watching and sinew formed, then muscle on the bone, then skin stretched over them. But they had no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, tell the breath, O God, the master says, come from the four winds, come breathe, breathe on these slain bones, breathe life. Amen. And I'm going to stop right there. Breathe life. Lessons from the valley. Lessons from the valley. I wish that I could minister to you this evening and say that when you become a born-again Christian, a believer, that you will never, ever experience valleys. Ah, but, but I can't do that this evening because um, valleys is part of life. Valley seasons are dry seasons. Valley seasons are seasons when we find ourselves in places where, where the challenges of life just seems overwhelming. Valley seasons are seasons where it seems like the well has run dry and, man, I need a miracle. Now, now I grew up in Cape Town. And so I grew up with, with real mountains, not these hills that we see over here. And there, there's something that I've learned about mountains. Fruit don't grow on top of a mountain. Fruit grows in the valley. Amen. And so we need the valley seasons of life because... It's in the valley seasons of life that you and I will begin to bear fruit. It's in the valley seasons of life that God uses those seasons. God uses the difficult seasons, the, the troublesome season, the season when, where it seems like depression has got us down and under. God uses the valley seasons of life to, to form our character. Hallelujah. It's amazing that, you know, when we're on the mountaintops of life, Man, life is good. You got a good view. Everything seems beautiful. And how many of you know that on the mountaintops of life, you, you don't even need faith. Uh, you know, uh, when, when you got a million rand in your bank account 
amen, and your wife is not moody and she's not angry with you and your children are doing well and all they say is, yes, dad, no, dad. Man, how many of you know you don't need faith in that season? But when you're going through a season and you're struggling in your marriage and you're going through a season and you're struggling with, with feelings and emotions on the inside or you're going through a season where, where, man, where your health is beginning to fade a little bit, it is in that season, it is in the valley seasons of life that God begins to revive us. It's in the valley seasons of life that God begins to produce character on the inside of us. Amen. And it's in the valley seasons of life that God wants us as believers to bear fruit. And how many of you know right now the whole world is in a, is in a valley season. And so I just thought when God showed me this this morning, I said, man, this is the word for us in the season. What are the lessons that we can learn in this season? And the first lesson that we learn in this season is this. Is that God is with you in the valley. Hallelujah. Come on. Look at verse 1 in, in, in Ezekiel chapter 7. Listen to what Ezekiel says. He says, God grabbed me. Hallelujah. Man, in the valley, Ezekiel prophesies. He doesn't prophesy. He's telling us. He says... In the valley, God takes me to this valley, but God grabs me in the valley. In Psalm 23, David says, he says, Though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, you will be with me. Amen. So, man, what I love about valley seasons, and this is something that we need to, we need to receive tonight. This needs to become a revelation to you. That when we go through the valley... You, you're going to receive the greatest manifestation or revelation of who your God is. Because Ezekiel said, man, when I was in the valley, God grabbed me. God grabbed a hold of me in the valley. Amen. And so I want to encourage you if, if you, if it might seem right now, man, I'm going through a tough season. But, uh, Uncle Greg, you might, you might say, man, tomorrow morning I, I'm, I, I'm going for an operation. But I want to encourage you in your valley season that God is with you. I want to encourage you that in your valley season, you just need to let go of your hand and say, Yeah, Lord, grab a hold of my hand in this season in Jesus' name. Because God promises us that when we go through the valley, even, man, David was saying, You know what? This valley that I find myself smells like death. Ezekiel was saying, this valley that I find myself in is completely dry. There are bones everywhere. I smell death all around me. And yet God says, in the valley, I am with you. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is lesson number one. Lesson number two. God wants to teach us faith in the valley. Amen. Amen. He wants to teach us Faith, how to live by faith in the valley. In verse 2, um, and verse, in verse 2, it says, um, it says that, uh, that God, that Ezekiel says, he says, man, there were bones all over the valley. Dry bones, dead bones, bleached bones. They, bones were, was everywhere. And then in verse 3, God asks Ezekiel a question. And this is what he says. He says, can he says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ah, come on. What, you know what God was doing? God was, God was teaching Ezekiel faith. God was saying, Ezekiel, you know now in your valley, all you're seeing is dead, dry bones. 
But I'm going to ask you this question, Ezekiel. Can these bones live? I, I don't know what you find in your valley today. I don't know what you see in your valley. I don't know, man, if we just think about, uh, about the situation we find ourselves in. We're hearing all these news and none of it is, all, is, is really good news. Uh, but what God is asking all of us this evening is, can, do you believe that these bones can live? Do you believe that in the valley... That I can turn things around. Do you believe that in your valley that I can do the impossible? Do you believe that in the valley that nothing is too hard for me? Do you believe that in your valley season, man, that when we come out of the season, that, that, you're gonna, that, that things are going to be better for you? That you're going to remain successful? Do you believe that the vision... The dream that I gave to you in the beginning of 2020. You be, do you believe that that bone will live? Do you believe that that dream is not dead? Do you believe the promises that I have given you? And so what God was teaching Ezekiel was faith. Lesson number two is faith. Faith goes beyond what we see. And what God was telling Ezekiel is what you see is not what I have for you. What you see is dry bones. What you see is death. But do you believe, Ezekiel, that these bones will live? And man, I want to encourage you this evening with that same question. Do you believe this evening that God can still do it for you? And I want to say this evening that I believe, I believe with all of my heart that we're going to come out of this thing stronger in Jesus' almighty name. And I like Ezekiel's answer because Ezekiel's answer is, Lord, only you know. <laughs> only you know. Only you know. Only you know. And you might be looking around at your valley now and there might be a, a, a little bit of doubt in your heart. But what Ezekiel was saying is, you know what, Lord? Um, you know. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to surrender to you in the season. Because only you know if I'm going to make it out. Only you know if, I'm going to, if, if things are going to go better. I believe it. But only you know it. So I'm going to surrender to you in the season. Amen. And so lesson number two. Lesson number one is God is with you. Lesson number two is God wants to teach you faith in the season. Amen. And then lesson number three is God wants to teach you to prophesy in the season. Amen. And now, now don't get nervous when you hear this. Because now I know not all of us have grown up um, Pentecostal and charismatic. Some of us have grown up in different church denominations. And, and so we've heard so many bad things about prophecy. But God actually teaches us all. He teaches Ezekiel. Yeah, He teaches Ezekiel how to prophesy. And He makes it simple. And I want to teach you this evening how to prophesy. Listen to what the Word of the Lord says. In verse, in verse 3, and he said, Master, only you know. Verse 4, and he said to me, listen to this, prophesy over these bones. And then he says, dry bones, listen to the message of God. Amen. That is what prophecy is. Prophecy is declaring the message of God. Prophecy is not declaring what you think you've heard. Prophecy is not um, just making up anything and 
just speaking words and thinking that, that things are going to change. No, when God spoke to Ezekiel, he said, I want you to prophesy, but I want you to prophesy the message of God. Hallelujah. Come on. You know, what, what is the message of God? The message of God is the word of God. So when you're going through a valley season, God is telling you, listen, number three, prophesy my word. Speak my word. Don't speak anything else. You've got a Bible. You've got a Bible full of promises. You've got a Bible full of prophecy. And you don't need a prophet. You don't need to go running after a man. All you need to do in the season is to get into the word of God. Meditate upon the word of God. Man, and I promise you, every morning I want to encourage you, spend time in the word. Read the word. And as you read the word, you know what's going to happen? A scripture is going to pop up in your spirit. And then what you do is then you then you speak the word. You prophesy that scripture all day long. You prophesy it over your future. You prophesy it over your family. You prophesy it over your children. You prophesy it, man, over, over, over your current situation. Man, and, and this is how simple it is. I'm going to prophesy over Uncle Greg this evening. Uncle Greg, this is the message of the Lord to you. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Man, that is what it means to prophesy. What it means, God teaches us to prophesy right here in the scripture. He says, in your valley. Speak the message of God. Hallelujah. So man, if you're in a financial difficulty now, speak the message of God. What does the word of God say about finances? It says, I wish above all that you prosper and that you be in good health. So Father, I prophesy, I speak the message of God over my finances and I declare that I will prosper and I will do well in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lesson number three is to prophesy. Lesson number three is to speak God's word in Jesus' almighty name. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Man, in the valley, God told Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy. A few months ago, well, a few years ago, it seemed like we were going to lose our, our property. We were in a, in, a, in a bad place financially. Myself and Pastor Jen, we got up, we walked along the property and we, we anointed the four corners of this property and we stationed angels there. And then you know what we started doing? Then we started speaking the message of God. We started prophesying. We started Taking the word of God and saying, Lord, man, um, your word says that if my people are called by my name, uh, if they would humble themselves, if they would pray, if they would turn from their wicked ways, that you would hear from heaven, that you would heal their land. And, and that's what we prayed. We said, Lord, heal our land. This is our land. This is our property. You blessed us with it. The devil's not going to take it. And we just started speaking God's word. And things started changing. Amen. So lesson number one, God is with you. Lesson number two, God wants to teach you faith. Don't, get, don't, don't worry about what you see in the valley. Man, focus on who God is. Lesson number three is to prophesy. Is to speak God's word. And the last lesson this evening is to breathe. Hallelujah. It is not just your breath, but it's the breath of God. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And this is what... The Bible says in Ezekiel 37, 
And so verse 7 to 8 it says, And I prophesied just as I was commanded. There you see it again. Ezekiel didn't just prophesy anything. He prophesied what he heard God say. He prophesied. He said, I prophesied what I commanded. And then he said, and as I prophesied, there was a sound. Hallelujah. There was a rustling. The wind started blowing. And he said to me, he said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God, the master says, come from the four winds. Come breathe. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. The last lesson is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The last lesson is this. That in the valley, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. The fourth lesson is that we need the Holy Spirit to breathe on us in the valley. Come on. You say, Father God, my my son, my daughter has been in the valley for so long. They're still addicted. What you need is the Holy Spirit. You've tried everything else. You've tried rehab. But what you need is the Holy Spirit. You need God to breathe on your son or on your daughter. You say, Father God, I've been struggling. My financial situation is even worse now. I just got an email now from, from somebody Saying, um, Ash, please help me. I'm desperate. My savings is up. I need a contract by the end of this month. I don't know what's going to happen to my family. You know what that lady needs? More than a job, she needs the breath of God. She needs the favor of God. She needs the Holy Spirit to come and breathe into her situation. And what Ezekiel learned in this season, the Bible says that the bones... God started putting them together, but they were still just dead. But when God breathed into the bones, ah man, when the breath came, it stood up. When the breath came, it became an army. Hallelujah. What I need in this season, man, I need to believe and know that God is with me. I need to have faith in this season. I need to prophesy in this season. I need to speak the message of God in this season. But more than anything else, I need the breath of God in this season. I need the Holy Spirit in this season. Man, I need God to breathe on me. I need God's favor upon my life and upon my family. I need God, man, to stretch out His hand and to heal me. I need God to stretch out His hand and to touch me. I need God to stretch out His hand and to drive out fear. I need God in this season. I need the Holy Spirit in this season. It was only when the Spirit of God breathed into that bones that they stood up. Man, you and I, we cannot stand up in our own strength. There is no way. We can't stand against the enemy. We won't be able to stand in this season unless God breathes on us. So just receive his breath tonight. So right now, man, just receive the touch of God where you are right now in Jesus' name. Father, we receive your touch this evening. We receive your touch in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Breathe on us tonight, Father God. Breathe on us tonight, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your breath. 
We thank you for your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.